my register a little bit. <laughs> that that is terrible. A terrible. What is that? It's a yeah. packaroon. A packaroon. It's supposed to be like a macaroon, but it's for your backpack. Are you just supposed to feed it to your backpack? Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, you feed it to your backpack first and then steal it back and eat it? <laughs> well, my backpack isn't gluten-free. Um, it's not? No. Oh, oh that's, okay. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would be. You know, I thought you shared traits. With, my with your backpack? Yeah, I thought I thought everybody was supposed to share traits with their backpack. No. Oh, not me. Maybe I need... Okay. It's just you. Okay. It's just you. Am I supposed to or am I not supposed to? I think you're supposed to. I think you think you're supposed to. Oh, man. I may, maybe I need to rethink my backpack. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You got the wrong backpack. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have a name for your backpack? Hell. God damn it. It's it's the flash, because it's got the flash on it. Nice. Sort of. It's got the flashes I thing on it. get down. Come on. Get down. Come on. You can go outside. That's going outside. Because he's kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And so is the dog. Dog the but biggest But he'd run pain away if he went outside. <laughs> Well, he wouldn't be like that if you didn't always call him that every time you're here. <laughs> you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> he has dementia. He'll never know. He'll he'll forget in about ten minutes. Aw, my poor boy. <laughs> Damien last night. He was going nuts. I said, "Oh, I think he's sundowning." Yep, yeah, yeah. Don't say that to me. <laughs> oh God. How terrible! <laughs> God damn it. It's dark but funny. Break Amy's heart thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Every night you get a new dog. <laughs> sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's terrible. <laughs> Are we quite done? Hi. Damn it. Ugh. On the count of podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the... Are you eating? <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm having a packaroon. You're eating on the podcast. You're what eating the... weird packaroons. Mm -hmm. What the hell is a packaroon? It's a macaroon for your backpack. You pack that's... it. Right. I don't understand. Well, I mean, that's just what this thing says. I've never had one before. It tastes horrible. But I'm done with it now. But you have horrible taste, so it makes mm, sense. Mm, right. <laughs> I'm the one with horrible taste. Uh, you're responsible for today's movie. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dick. Uh, so you have our sponsor. Mm, yes. Forgive the pack of room. Mm. Mm. Oh my god, just finish your fucking food. <laughs> Sorry, it's good. All right. <laughs> Today's Everyone Hates Critics 1993 podcast is brought to you by Fiero. Fiero, why does it smell like that? <laughs> it's I hate critics. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Everyone hates critics. They Everybody hates us. <laughs> you probably didn't know that, but that's true. Oh, yeah. We should probably apologize we didn't show the movie on YouTube. Every, <laughs> every week somebody comments saying, you know, because we've got the title of the movie up there. and they, right. they You didn't show the movie. Because that's, that's not what a podcast is, guys. <laughs> no, it's no. not. I don't know if you guys knew that, also, but it's we, not. Also, we don't right. own Mrs. Doubtfire. So. Yep. Although, if you're interested, 
Dollar General's got it for five bucks. But I don't recommend purchasing it because fuck this movie. <laughs> it feels so weird to say it, though. Oh, my God, like, I know. This movie, this movie is terrible. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it a lot. I think I probably hated it when it came out. But it's so hard to hate Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Because he's such a, like, just a sweet human being. Right. Like, he's just, he's Robin Williams. I mean, it feels bad. I know you don't have this kind of thing for Robin Williams because you weren't old enough to know when he was No, and you were like seven when he died, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, though. I mean, or quite a few, anyway. He was a, he, he was a, it was a big, big deal. It was a big deal. For a very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, his comedy specials, when he was, when he was on cocaine, fewer people were funny, as funny on cocaine. (laughs) As Robin Williams. Something to be said about why he was funny to people on cocaine, though. <laughs> he again, he has he has such magnetic energy. He, mm. he, he's, you know, and again, you've got Sally Field in this movie, movie as well. Harvey Firestein, who I love in anything, but like, adorable Mara Wilson. Oh, could, we could have just like again, just made the film about her, but then we might as well just go watch uh, Matilda. Matilda. So, I like Matilda. Yeah. But she's fucking adorable in this movie. <laughs> she's the only reason to watch this movie. Um, and oh my God, Sally Field. Poor fucking Sally Field's character. <laughs> Let's get this straight. For anybody who's listening right now who say who tries to defend this movie, Robin Williams is the villain. The villain! This is Doubtfire. He's yep. not the hero. He is the villain of this movie. That's right. So, like, consider, like... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. That's what Robin Williams is to Mrs. Doubtfire. Don't you agree? Yes. Like it's a film about a villain. Because <laughs> well, the plot here is that he is just a complete loser who who can't keep a job, right? Who uh, just wants to you know play with his kids all day, which is great. That's great, but you're Good not for a child. You. Yeah, yeah. You're not a child. You're a father. Okay. He quits his job just ren just just because he because he's upset about some moralistic thing about smoking he quits it so he quits the job that he's doing and he goes home to throw his kids a birthday party his son a birthday party one of the Lawrence brothers plays his son <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not Joey it's, I think it's Matthew well uh, and uh, he throws this massive birthday party where it's like they're, they, he gets an entire like zoo and Fucking brings them zoo. into their house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just ruins their entire neighborhood, pisses off everybody. Uh, Flo from Alice calls yes. the police. <laughs> Kiss my grits. <laughs> Although it was a nice little cameo to see her. <laughs> Good to see her get work in the 30 <laughs> and, years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> Minutes before her death. <laughs> oh! Uh, <laughs> I just want to do one Robin Williams picture. <laughs> then you can kill me. His wife comes home because she's been called by by this neighbor to say what what her idiot husband is doing now. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be on his side. He's ruining their house. Yeah. He's got fucking farm animals in the house. He's dancing on on their kitchen on their living on their uh, D- or dining room dining table. room table with. With the kids, although to House of Pain, yeah, you know that was, that was good. I love that song. The the kids are like swinging from chandeliers and like stomping on their 
on their furniture. Yep. And he's like, oh, no, I was going to clean this up before you got home. How? How the fuck would you get it? That she, what, she had like three more First hours all, left to her day? We also established that he doesn't clean. Right. They established that he's not somebody who knows how to clean anything. Uh-uh. So he was never going to get this cleaned up. No. She was going to come home and yell at him and then clean it. Right. That's what was going to happen. Make her look like the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what he does throughout the entire movie. Uh-huh. He makes her out to be the bad guy. Like she's some shrew. I mean, that's, no, that's basically you're, it. you're an asshole. Yeah, you're just a dick. <laughs> you're just a fucking dickhead. Well, even from the outset, like this film starts out, we, you know, we understand that he's a voice actor. Yeah. And, you know, he's... he's it, 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 this is why the movie was two hours long. Because we have to indulge Mr. Williams in all of his voices, all oh, at the yeah. same fucking time. Yeah. I, I I can't. So much shtick. So, and again. There's a lot of shtick. This man, I mean, the, the Fisher King's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's partially because of him. Yeah. And he, I love him. I love him. I love him. But I wanted to kill his character. <laughs> dead. Right in the beginning. Like, have him... Have, have obnoxious. Sally Field should have played a widow who hired a, a woman from another country uh, called Mrs. Doubtfire, and then she, it's just her having to navigate not having a husband, you know? And Mrs. Doubtfire is, you know, could be trans. I don't care. That would be a better fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. homo, dude. No, no homo. Oh, yeah, no homo. Good I, God. I don't like dressing as a woman. I just want to see my kids. So 90s. So 90s. So not Robin Williams. No, yeah. Not how I see him as a person. Yeah. But they had to throw that in a couple times. Oh, but then he's got, a gay, he's got a gay brother, and it's like, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't be that bad a person. He can't be, but yet there still were some pretty transphobic things that were in there. There's weird oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, including the fucking music. <laughs> the Walk sound- like oh a God. man. The soundtrack jokes. Dude, Dude looks, looks like, like a lady. lady. I mean, just fuck you, movie. Fuck, you know, <laughs> fuck you. It's so cheesy. How do you not recognize how lame that is? My God. My God. It's the cheapest shots. I mean, yeah. the cheapest jokes. They're so blatant. But then again, 90s was never about subtlety, was it? It was no. just about over-the-top ideas and big personalities like Robin Williams, which could work in a certain setting. But I'd almost rather watch fucking Flubber. <laughs> oh, no. I, I would. No. I would. Trust me. I would. No. Yes. I'd rather watch Flubber. <laughs> it's Flubber is so much worse. I don't know. Is it? It's so. I mean, this is this is terrible. But like trying to sit, the, like Patch Adams is his worst. Let's get that clear. I Patch Adams. You is really the think worst. it's his worst? It's the worst thing he's ever done. I've seen it and I didn't hate it as much as everybody oh, else hated it. Wow. Yeah. Patch Adams. <laughs> Obnoxious. And he did. I mean, Robin Williams is a genius, but he just made the worst fucking movies. Except for Fisher Father's King. Day. Oh! Fucking Father's Day. What a piece of shit that is. Wasn't he in Death to Smoochie? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. But, uh... One Hour Photo's a bad movie. No, oh, One Jack. Hour, hour Photo's a fantastic I, fucking movie. I couldn't. Like, it was... It, it fucking freaked me out. That's the whole point. He's just supposed to freak That's me none out. of my business. I want... I want my Robin Williams. Ugh. Then he did, like, uh... So he saw like Benini do uh, "Life Is Beautiful," oh, so he decided to do life, his own "Life Is Beautiful." No, uh, Jacob the Liar. Jacob the Liar is his Jacob own life. Jacob the Liar is, is him in the Holocaust, playing a, a Jewish man who's in a in, who's in a internment camp, and he's like making up all these lies that people are coming to save them because he's trying to keep everybody from being sad in a fucking concentration camp. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, no, but. But 
wasn't anyway. Used cars? Wasn't he in that one? No, that was Kurt Russell. Okay, so what was the one where he was? He, no, Club Med. He was working. <laughs> yeah, something like that. He's working at Club Med or something. Club Paradise. Club Paradise. Um, however, the world according to Garb, I fucking love that movie. Good Morning Vietnam's not bad. Yeah, Dead Poet Society. Yeah, very toned down. I mean, Goodwill Hunting. You deserve the Academy Award. That yes, got. yes, agreed. It's not your fault. <laughs> Fuck off. It's not your fault. Shut, shut up, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's not your fault. <laughs> you listening. It's not your fault. <laughs> I like to turn it around to the Paul Rudd and go, hey, look at us. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Throw that in there. Um, so, okay, obviously, we've established he had some, he, he did some amazing work. I think his stand-up, you know, especially the early 80s. Um, fuck Mork and Mindy, though. My God, fuck that show so hard. <laughs> Shazbot. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> Poor Pam Dauber, no what were you what doing? You have no clue what that means. <laughs> no, I do not. You've... And from what it is, it doesn't seem I want to. Nanu Nanu. You ever heard that one? Uh, <laughs> maybe? Does it, does it trigger you at all? No. I used, so to, I, probably have. I used to say that to you when you were really little a lot. You said nanu nanu? No, but I thought that'd be kind of funny to like plant that in your head. <laughs> it's like, no, uh-huh. I can't I can't hear nanu nanu now. Because I swear my aunt told me that a thousand times. <laughs> You're destabilizing their memory. <laughs> oh, no. I already think I'm going crazy enough. I don't need more. That's true. But anyway, this movie was just not one of the movies. Even though it was wildly successful, wildly popular... People to this day is like, oh, remember Mrs. Doubtfire? What a what a like cute fucking movie. Three or four hundred million dollar movie. I don't, I don't, I can't. And then I have to look at Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> who I cannot fucking stand in anything I see him in. Well, I think I'm like one of the only people that feels that way about him. I, as far as I know, I've never heard anybody have this much hate for Pierce Brosnan. I, it's he has that oily quality to him let's say so like you know when they're at the pool in this movie and he's got some chest hair but mostly it just looks like if you just wiped your finger down like some color would come off you know like he he self tans but like with (laughs) with bronzer um i don't like him and i don't like his accent i think it's weak and derivative it was kind of weird in this yeah like it didn't really feel natural and sometimes it was there other times it wasn't right. all there yeah he is english <laughs> it doesn't That's sound weird. like no it really doesn't god if i were english are you fucking I'm, I'm going full cockney like i'm uh, fuck you i don't care if i'm posh i'm going the full nine <laughs> i want everybody to know that wasn't yeah. a put on i love doing british accents <laughs> But it's like I swear to God, it, it, yeah, it just but sounded really. Weak. He comes in as the as the guy who kind of he knew Sally Field's character younger. He, he comes in and he just charms her, and he's just sweet to her, and he's sweet to her kids. Yeah. And Robin Williams is like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah. Fuck this guy. Okay. okay first, we need we need to also say what we said from moment one in this film. Robin Williams' character is so fucking toxic. He just he's just a toxic human being from from minute one. He's the only he can be happy. Right. Only it's and it's all on his terms. And it like, tries to establish him being like the world's greatest dad. Like I just want to be with my kids and stuff. No, dude, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Some people are lucky to get to see their kids once a week. You know, it just suck it up. 
Buttercup. <laughs> well, here's the thing. But that once he be, so he becomes this character, Mrs. Doubtfire. For people who don't know the movie, he becomes <laughs> this character, Mrs. Doubtfire. He finds out that his soon-to-be ex-wife Sally Field is going to hire somebody to care for their kids instead of having him do it because right. he's a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> she's gonna hire this person, so he changes the phone number on her ad Ugh. secretly, and then he's got to do shtick. Yeah. Of course, we have to pause the movie so Robin can do shtick, so he can call her up and pretend to be various different characters who would be terrible at nannies. Why he needs to do this, I don't know. Yeah. You just call as Mrs. Doubtfire and get the job. <laughs> Please, yeah, just get it fucking I, over with. The, but no, no, Robin's got to do sh- fucking shtick. And it's 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 borderline harassment is what it's, it is. It really is. It's so gross. And then there's there's so much It's just it's mean. It is it's, it's not necessary. No. No. It's and it's racist. Oh, yeah. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I you know, say oh, what I you don't will, work but with the boy children, I used to be one. Yeah. Why was that oh, fucking funny? What's the joke, dude? Yeah. What's the joke? Jesus Christ. I mean, truly. There's, there is no joke there. That's like not even remotely. And then her funny. response to that was gross too. Oh, then she she slams the phone down. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I, I see tolerance is not your thing either. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> fucking dumbass. I don't know. That's, but it's so finally he dresses. He gets his. He's got a brother, Harvey Firestein, uh, and he gets him and his and Harvey Firestein's husband to make him up as Mrs. Doubtfire because they're Hollywood. Makeup people, they can make him up to be Mrs. Doubtfire, and right. they do that for him. So they're just as bad as he is. And <laughs> truly, yeah. I mean, you're aiding and abetting, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're contributing. <laughs> they could have stopped the movie. They could have said, "Dude, this you're taking this way too far. You need to get help. This is not. This is not okay." Nope. But no, they're right on top. They're just right in. Let's do this. Let's get you. Uh, into your family home that you're not supposed to be in with the children you're not supposed to see during the week. Well, and Harvey <laughs> Firestein even says it, like, right after um, that, you know, they split up and, you know, Robin Williams' character comes over to Harvey Firestein's house and is talking to their mother, which, by the way, the worst phone acting on the planet. <laughs> I love you, Harvey, but that was just bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's like Charlie Brown's teacher in the background. Womp, 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 womp. Um... And, and and he even says, like, Harvey Firestein's character, his brother in the film, comes out and says, I don't think he's in touch with reality right now, basically. Like, he's he's definitely in denial, which should have been a red flag to yeah. say we're not going to help you, you know. Yeah, we're not going to help you sneak back into your home and gaslight your family. Oh. <laughs> like he becomes, so he becomes Mrs. Doubtfire, and he gets the job as the nanny. Right. And then he... Basically, the husband he should have been all along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you could have had it. You could have done this. Like, this is what you could have done. Been a you good father. Found who everything made... you could have done. Right. You could have been a good father who has your kids do their homework and and clean the house, and you could learn how to cook and and be product a productive part of your right. own family. But you chose to be an asshole. Let us not forget, you walked out of your job. Yeah. As a voice actor. Just because you didn't want to force smoking on kids, which, again... I get it. Fine. I get it. Like, I, I understand the moral objection. But you can't then go around, like, being morally superior when you don't have a fucking job. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> God. Like, and the privilege. The privilege the to be able privilege. to walk out on a fucking job like yeah. that. 
Yeah. Because he's got this very rich wife. Sally Field is an architect who designs things and gets paid very well to do it. And and then he shames her about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're never home. You're spending all the time with your corporate friends and doing all the... You hate corporate people. Why do you want to be with the corporate people all the time? It's her fucking job. It's a reason why you have a fucking house, asshole. Shit. The house that you just ruined with your fucking zoo party. You only have it because she goes goes to fucking work every day. Yes. And then yes. she has to come home and clean up after you because you're her fifth fucking child. Like, for fuck's sake. I... Well, and not only that, but what I think one of the things that I hated the most was, again, I don't like Pierce Brosnan, but like these little things that Mrs. Doubtfire would say to him that were so... So uncalled for, so fucking needless. You're yeah. just a dick. You're just an asshole. Straight Seriously. up. Yeah. Right? Pierce Brosnan hasn't so done annoying. anything oh. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will about the character, like, moving in on the family and what. He's not done anything. No, he's just being nice. And he doesn't, you know, like, <laughs> if he knew that you were, well, first, if he knew you were dressing up as Mrs. He probably, probably call that out and go, you're. You're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and. The conversation that he has with Miranda, Sally Field's character, that, that you know, they're sitting down at the, at the dinner table and um, Mrs. Doubtfire is saying, you know, hey, you know, why don't you talk about your 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 ex-husband? Surely he was, he was, you know, at least, like, good in bed and, like, just stuff like that. I like, think seriously? <laughs> seriously. I think that's where you finally is like, you know, let's just, let's just turn it off. <laughs> I think we got to that point. It's unnecessary. We just, just can't take this anymore. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> There's just there. There isn't a laugh until like I think Sally Field says something, uh, like she says something about how the light, the world is better without Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams' character. It's like sucks to it's suck, better dude. Around here, yeah, without him around. I'm actually really happy <laughs> for the first time in the 14 kids are years. Healthy, like, you know, right. Hey, maybe that's the lesson, Daniel. <laughs> right. That, that if you had actually been a good husband who was an actual partner to your wife and Ugh. like a father to your children instead of trying to be their best friend all the time, maybe maybe you could still have this family. Right. Maybe. You're perfectly capable of it, clearly, because you became a different person <laughs> to fucking dress up like fucking Mrs. Doubtfire to become the perfect fucking husband. God so damn clearly it. he was capable of doing all this shit. Right. I just don't want to. It, it was until he was forced to. Yeah. Which I love a forced father. I think that's oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, when you talk about toxicity, like, <laughs> it's that it's that nice guy culture. It's like, well, I was so nice. Why don't women love me? Ooh, it is that nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you, I guarantee you, that, Daniel's character would be texting people right now and going like, well, I'm a really good... Uh, see, uh, you missed out because I'm a really good guy. Yeah. No. I dodged a fucking bullet. <laughs> Listen, you fucking bitch. I'm a real nice oh, yeah. guy. You dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> My mom says I'm the nicest, <laughs> happiest baby boy she's ever seen. <laughs> Not my little man. No. No. <laughs> what? I'm just in my... I'm in my... 40s and you have to clean up after me. That's how this works. <laughs> What's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> I married you to be my new mommy. <laughs> you have to clean and cook for me. Change my diaper. 
And I get to play with the kids all day. <laughs> and then everybody who sees the movie thinks, what a great dad. What a great dad. And oh. yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, the mom's always, always the killjoy, you know? Oh, totally ruining everything. But see, what's sad about that is like mom, our mom, would watch that movie and go, oh, see, he just wants to be with his kids. I'm like, no, basically, mom, he's saying that you're a bitch <laughs> and dad's rule. Gaslighting an entire generation of women. Exactly. Boomers. Listen, yep. boomers, boomer ladies, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to be like You never had to be like this. Not nope. necessary. We're sorry that they made you feel like you needed to be this way. <laughs> uh, your, your shitty husbands who... <laughs> lied to you all these years. Fucking worthless husbands. It's great. It's so great. God. Oh. MJ, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> oh, God. All of them. What about that brilliant setup where he has to uh, pretend to be Mrs. Doubtfire and pretend to be himself? Mm. <laughs> that is My like... My least favorite trope there in it is. every single universe. <laughs> That's a Ross Geller syndrome. That's I love Lucy syndrome. That is I just we know you're we know you're gonna fuck up, and something bad's gonna happen, and then it's gonna make us all uncomfortable. But we're supposed to be laughing. It's supposed to be really. funny. It's not fucking funny. It's not. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I hated shit like that. Oh my god, I hated shit like that. And then they do that again for the ending of the movie too. Right. Like yep. The, the the final act turns on him. Going to a restaurant to have a meeting for work and be Mrs. Doubtfire at Sally Field's birthday party. Yep. And so he's running across the restaurant from one end of the restaurant to the other, you know, pulling off his makeup, putting his makeup back on, pulling on his dress, putting his dress back on, walking out with the ha He's got the hair on still, and he forgets that he's still got the hair on, so he's going to pull the hair off. It's trash. It just... This movie shouldn't have been made. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know I still don't know why she wanted him or her at her birthday party. She's so I mean she's fine with the kids, but literally like yeah they 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 dressed so it up like mean. like they were like really close all of a sudden. It's like no, you have to be at my birthday party. You're so important You're to this family. family. Yeah, what what what? Like when did she <laughs> become part of the family? Colin basically slut shaming you, like dude. <laughs> The whole dress thing yeah. that pissed me off. It's like, oh, you know, it's he. He wanted her to wear something that was like, you know, completely formal all the way up to her fucking neck. She wanted to wear something sexy to make, you know, heaven forbid, a woman of a certain age feel sexy and go out on a date with uh, Pierce Brosnan. But still, I mean, <laughs> I get it. You know, I don't. But I mean, whatever. She just wanted to look good. Yeah. You know. Heaven forbid. And and this asshole's just got to continuously get in the way of that. But, like, no. Who invites their help to, yep. go, to, to go to the family birthday party? Yep. And in, not just invites them, insists you have to be there. You have to be there. Like... First of all, doesn't don't you think maybe your help might have their own life? That, for, that was the first yeah. thought. It's like, what if I had... I mean, obviously they don't, because this is all gaslighting a family, <laughs> but... But, like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But how does like may, maybe right. Mrs. Doubtfire had family in from Scotland? Something. Something. Well, I, he could have come up with something, but yeah. 
But then, how do you further the plot? Yeah. How do you fuck shit up in a uh, movie in the third yeah. act? How do you... <laughs> yeah. You gotta reveal him as Mrs. Doubtfire, and then and then give a happy ending to everybody, because Mrs. Doubtfire is the character that he's gonna play in a TV show that he gets from being a fucking creep. <laughs> Such a great message. <laughs> Such a great... Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Loved this, Loved this mm. so much. So this is a, a beloved family film. Oh, of course. Do you know how Robin Williams tested this character hmm. to make sure that he could pull off Mrs. Doubtfire without getting caught? Uh, according to a biography written about Robin Williams, he t tested out the believability of Mrs. Doubtfire by, uh, during filming, he went to an adult bookstore and made a purchase, and no one recognized him. In that garb. Yeah. That's probably why I felt uncomfortable looking at her. <laughs> and again, not like that, but like, okay, again, this is 1993. Let's, let's face it. All of those prosthetics, if Sally Field standing right next to him couldn't tell that that was Robin Williams, I, I'm, I have a hard time believing that anyone would ever, like, you can see it. It's cushiony. It's spongy on the face. It, 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 it. Crepes in spots where no face would naturally crepe. It's unbelievable, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And also the the creepy bus driver. Oh, why uh, was that necessary? It wasn't. We didn't. We didn't deserve that. That was he none of our he business. Have ended up with the creepy bus driver. <laughs> now that would have been an entirely different film, and I'm here for it. <laughs> wow. He does love a natural woman. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, like, after Donut Daddy last night and then oh. you saying shit like that, like, I can't. I can't. Cody Co. Remind me to show you some Donut Daddy. Oh, God. I'm terrified. <laughs> you should already. be. You fucking should be. God damn it. The producers <laughs> fired the original screenwriter because they had an unhappy ending uh, where the parents don't get back together. And after several rewrites with a different happy ending, they realized that the original ending was, in fact, better. <laughs> so is the happy ending that he got back was... No, fuck that. <laughs> That's what uh. the producers wanted. That's what the producers of the film wanted. The screenwriter wrote, wrote it that they don't get back together because, yeah, of course they don't. No. <laughs> That's the one good they decision the screenwriter made. <laughs> Well, the screenwriter, the, the screenwriter is not entirely at fault here. Yes, it's a bad premise. Yeah. But they're not entirely at fault, because Robin uh, basically just improvised like 90% of this performance. Oh, totally. Totally. To the point where Chris Columbus has said that he has 50 hours of footage that he hopes to turn into a documentary about the making of Mrs. Doubtfire. How exhausting oh. would that have been? <laughs> <laughs> 50 hours of Robin doing shit, right? 50 hours that aren't in this movie. First of all, this movie, what, tops out at two hours? Uh, Needlessly minutes. tops out at two yeah, hours. Yeah, two hours and six minutes. Look, <laughs> six minutes. Uh. <laughs> 50 hours of this, like... 52 overall. Right? He must have been, like, he, I swear to God, had to take, like, three years off to not do anything after that. <laughs> that would be so fucking exhausting. I'm this, exhausted thinking about I it. I didn't know this. I'm, I'm just checking out the IMDb trivia. Credit, full credit to them. This was not the first time that Robin had played Mrs. Doubtfire. He actually played Mrs. Doubtfire and invented the character at an Andy Kaufman show at Carnegie Hall. No shit. No shit. <laughs> <sighs> what? 
You imagine the level of shtick. Just imagine that level of shtick. It just makes you want to take a nap. <laughs> like, even Fuzzy says, like, I, I'm so to the point right now where I just want to rest. You know, it's like, I don't want to do anything after this. It's family time right now. I, this is more. <laughs> That's more family? No, it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with, so I have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, so. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, prolong the <laughs> We don't have to. <laughs> Nothing says we have to. We can we can take a big digression and just fuck off with this movie. Because I don't recommend this movie. I, I, I wouldn't tell anybody to watch this movie. Um, it, I will fight physically. I will throw hands at anyone mm -hmm. who says that this is their favorite movie. Because I don't believe you. I don't know if this is true, but this this is interesting, at least to me, because okay. I like these actors. There is one other actor who was up for the role that Mara Wilson got, and it's a well-known actor. Blake Lively. <gasps> You're kidding. Blake Lively was almost that character. She... Can you imagine a baby Blake Lively? No, I imagine her four babies that she has now, or whatever. <laughs> I, you that's know, just a, that's just like the passage of time right there. Right. <laughs> I think that actually brings it more home. You know, it's because because some for some of us, Mara stayed Mara in our heads. But then I also follow her on uh, uh, like <clears throat> Instagram and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I feel old whenever I see her on anything. <laughs> I remember when you were little and I was 17 when this movie came out. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire is quietly singing The Crying Game as she walks up to Stu's Mercedes. Fuck that movie. Not The Crying Game. The Crying Game's beautiful. Fuck Mrs. Doubtfire. What? So as he's walking up to pull the thing off, he was mumbling something. We didn't quite yeah, I make did, it, I, we I, didn't make I, it out I, at all. Mm -mm. Didn't sound anything he like He was singing The Crying, the crying game. game, which is uh, about a trans woman. Right. Uh, Boy George sang it. Yeah. Fuck the you. The Crying Game is about a man who falls in love with a trans woman and how he tries to come to terms with the fact that he's in love with a woman who has a penis. Right. Wow. Yeah. And they... What What a joke. What a ha-ha. What a Funny. Yeah. <sighs> not, not nearly as bad as what Jim Carrey will do to The Crying Game next year, but... Wait, but <clears throat> you don't remember this? You don't remember Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Oh, and then he does a whole... Sean Young is a man mm -hmm. who is now a woman. Uh, and when he finds out that, that she's she was a man, he immediately jumps in the shower and starts scrubbing every inch of That's his body right. and drinking soap. And, and of course, on the soundtrack, The Crying Game. Jesus Christ. It is the single most transphobic joke in the history of... Of comedy. I. Well, first of all, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective yeah. is one of the dumbest fucking it's movies a on the fucking planet. Piece of crap. And I don't give a shit. And, and and again, I will throw hands with you if you disagree with me. I don't fucking care. Make it. It's like telling me that Billy Madison is like cinematic gold. Fuck that. Fuck movie you. Too. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> I have no time for that. But. And I like I like Jim Carrey. I really do. I think he's a fantastic I'm, artist maybe he and actor. It now, hopefully, he I hope he it does. Now. But like, that's not fucking cool. Just not did at all. that shit all the time in the nineties. Yeah. Just, just this gay panic nonsense. 
it was so much of it. So, so much, much of it, of it in it. the 90s, yeah. Like, it was constant. God. It, and and that sh- you, you think it's harmless. I know you're sitting there, and they probably be, oh, it's harmless jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not harmless. It has an impact on people. That carries forward. It's, it's the reason why we have so many closeted people to this day, you know, um, and, and, and why people are, are being harassed all the fucking time, because they're taught that that is... That's how you're supposed to react. So, fuck you. Yeah, fuck no, you. it's not okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's almost nearly as bad as this movie. No, um, <laughs> just bringing it around the back to the movie. This, that, that, Jim Carrey's worse than this movie. Yeah. He did, but um, it's all bad because this all is a bad. bad movie. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Why is this so terrible? I think we just laid a, a good case. <laughs> honestly, I you would know I you would know I wish I wish we had one person on our panel hmm. that liked every one of the movies we hated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my gosh! To argue the point. Yeah. Of- yeah. Try and defend Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. Like as if, the audience I, is forced to do right now. Because I feel like we're, we're, we're when we hate something, we really hate something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So we almost need somebody to kind of like come in and go, all right, guys. Yeah. Let's dial it back and then we all punch them. Should I call Bob? <laughs> is Bob a Mrs. Doubtfire? No, fan? he would, he hates this movie. I've been we a, I we do need somebody too, though that He would at least try. <laughs> See, I wish I wish mom were alive, because she'd be a great Aww. one to gang up on. <laughs> she'd be like, no, but it was cute, though. Oh, come on, it was funny. That was a funny... You know, like... Although I think by now she'd be a little bit... I think if she were still here, she mm. would have evolved a lot more. I, yeah. I, yeah, she probably would hate stuff the way that we hate it. But stuff like Mrs. Doubtfire, you know her. She, her favorite fucking movie, one of them was The Butcher's Wife. I mean... She liked Pretty Woman. She loved Pretty Woman. That movie's she took trash. me to that in the theater. That movie's trash. It's probably why I had a panic attack in the theater. <laughs> Thanks, 1990 Amy. Um, and Julia Roberts. Mostly Richard Gere, because, ooh, that just creeps me out. But, um, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to be downing A-listers on this show, are we? Tangent. Uh, I believe it was Karina Longworth was doing on her podcast uh, talking about how how uh, you ever notice this about the people people's sexiest men alive are the most asexual men you've ever met. Oh my god! Why is that true? <laughs> why is that true? Because they want to find the most inoffensively beautiful people they can find. That's why Blake Shelton keeps showing Blake up. Shelton. Yeah, I don't fucking get it. I don't fucking get it. Like. Paul Rudd, very attractive man, but he is not sexually forceful, would you say? (laughs) He doesn't have a forceful sexuality. I think you're asking the wrong person, because I've definitely had nights where I'm thinking he could force himself on me all he wants. As we we know by my collection in this house of memorabilia. The future shrine that we'll have for our show. She was talking about how asexual Richard Gere actually is when you get down to it. And yeah. the modern Richard Gere really doesn't have a particular... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. McConaughey looks like he wants to fuck you. You know what I mean? He always looks like he wants to fuck you. And not not just like me or just you or you. Trying to give people like Anyone. Me. Yeah. We're trying to give you the, 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 the breadth here of what we're talking about. Because like, you know, yes, we're talking about handsome men. Mm-hmm. But some men have a particular energy. Channing Tatum looks like he'd fuck you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
I would look like I would probably fuck him too, to be honest with you. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> and he was a male stripper. What do you not love? The, the different sexual energy is what we're like, discussing. Depp, Chris, Johnny Depp. Johnny has Depp? That. He is a particular, you know, a smolder. A vibrant sexuality. Um. Blake Shelton does not. Blake Shelton is like vanilla ice cream. And I bet his sex is that way too. <laughs> Sorry. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco. <laughs> Missionary two pumps, we're done. <laughs> Was it good for you? No, Blake. <laughs> it's never good That's enough why you're for me. The buzzing. <laughs> Gwen Stefani's gonna send a cease and desist. Though, I swear to God. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. You know, I'm thinking like Chris Hemsworth. Now that's that's sexy energy right fucking there. To me, Tom Hiddleston. That's really sexy energy. I'm all for that shit. Robert fucking Sheehan. <laughs> but like, that's sexy. Tom Hanks, wonderful human being. Yeah. Not a smoldering sexuality. Probably, <laughs> maybe a scoop of strawberry with my vanilla. Because <laughs> let's face it, you. I mean, I can see Hanks being kind of spicy if he has a few, you know, a few beers. He's like, hey, <laughs> how about I hang you upside down? And kiss you in a place just like Spider-Man kissed MJ. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> MJ. Some Spider-Man, I wouldn't mind. Tom oh. Holland? <laughs> ah, I knew it. I knew That's, it. I, he's an attractive individual. He's a very attractive individual. And I would like Zendaya a bit more, though. Yeah. Say See, they're both... Young enough to be my children, so I really can't comment on that. But I still, <laughs> no, but I can. You I definitely can. That. You definitely can. That's true. I was trying to come up with a horrific uh, Forrest Gump sex joke, but it's ah! coming to me. Sex is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. That's fucking true. <laughs> right there. My so dick strange. is like a box. of chocolates. Could you imagine fucking Lieutenant Dan without legs, though? <laughs> That's an ableist joke. I'm, I'm not picturing it in my head, though. Because that could be spicy shit right there. He, he worked hard. He and fucking did. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I bet he's got... I mean, he's Sinise, got big dick energy. Sinise has that has that vibe. He does. He's, he's got that vibe. Plus, he was fucking hot when his hair was long. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know how I feel with men in long hair. I'm a fan. You're always up for I'm always up for that. I'm telling you. Fucking Gary Oldman and Drew. Fuck. What the fuck? Still have dreams about that. Jesus Christ. Sure, he's deplorable, but I love him. He also had long hair in, uh, in uh, Dracula, too. So, I mean, oh, come God, on. You find Dracula attractive? Fuck yeah, I do. What well, the Well, 1992 fuck, Gary Oldman Dracula, oh, yes. My, oh, my God. What? Yeah. What? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay, I gotta see a picture of this. Oh, show, fuck yeah. Show a picture. You Here, gotta, you want me to bring him up? Get the yeah. get the picture. Because that... No. You're gonna... I'm telling you, it's a no. For you! I bet it is a no, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that, okay? So no. don't worry about he's, that. He's super pale. Oh, wait. That's why Amy likes it. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking hot! Do you, do you see why I like him, though? A little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sirius... I, I see your thing. What about Sirius Black? <laughs> Slightly. Pound like... Town! Pound <laughs> Town! Yes! 
Yes. Serious Black has dead energy. Yeah, that's dead like, energy. Dead. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say dead energy. <laughs> He's dead. dead. Energy. He's definitely dead. <laughs> in the film, Gary Oldman's still alive, guys. Don't worry. Um, I thought he was hot in Batman, so I mean, I'd take him as as the commissioner. <laughs> Seems like you just really like Gary. I Oldman. I really fucking like Gary Oldman. I really do. I don't care. I'll say it to his face. Come to my house, Gary Oldman. Although I'll I tell you to your face, I, I she do, likes you. I do, but he also has a, a, a gorgeous wife that I follow on Instagram. So it's just in my head, Giselle. It's just in my head. That's all. It's okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm hot, but I'm not going to steal him from you, okay? You're okay. making Jurgen Prook now jealous. Oh, Jurgen. Oh, yeah. You still have my loins. <laughs> Give them back at some point. I would like them back at some point. God damn it. I'm sorry. He's fucking hot in this picture. What is wrong with you? I, 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 I'm no. So pretty. No. I love you. It's all now. Gary Oldman. <gasps> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway. Keanu Reeves is in that movie. Keanu Reeves is in that movie, and she's obsessing over Gary Oldman. Who was I in love with at the time Dracula <laughs> came out? Who did I have movie posters all over my wall mm -hmm. of? Mr. Keanu Reeves. But what Keanu did was open the Oldman door. Oh, my God. Oh, For me to crawl through. <laughs> and I'm what? crawling because I'm on my knees because Gary Oldman's so fucking hot. That just happened. I tell you, this happen. you guys, this is why people listen to our podcast. So I suggest we just laugh it up and have a good time, you fuckers. God. You ever have a crush on Robin Williams? Fuck no. <laughs> That's... He, he was a very carpeted man. <laughs> why? He's very hairy. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up a picture of Robin Williams. Oh, no. Without a shirt. Oh, don't oh, do no. this. Oh, don't no. do it. Don't do it. Oh, we're doing it. Robin. This is not a video podcast. You count yourself lucky. Hairy arms. Hairy chest. There it is. Oh, oh, God. Now, if that's hairy, you can imagine what the rest is. Oh, my God. Ooh. 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 It won't. Like, it actually has, like, things where I have to click on it <laughs> and unblur it. Is that? Oh, I think it's because I'm on my VPN and it thinks I'm in Britain. Hang on. Oh, okay. I was like, um... Turn off safe search? Okay. Oh, you have to turn off safe search to bring up his chest yes. hair? Look it! Oh. Look it! Ah! <laughs> my eyes! 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 <laughs> Phoebe, just... <laughs> Yeah. No, no, they're doing it! <laughs> <laughs> wow, actually, it's odd, because John Ritter is a really a hairy man, too. I was not aware of that. It just brought up an entire page of lots of hairy men. <laughs> so, oh, no. it, look at That's going to be in your search history forever. I, I am going to make this my, my computer home screen. Just this. Oh, God. Finish. Um, unlocked. <laughs> She's really into hair. On his nipples. This, my favorite quote, this better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> um, it gives off like porno daddy, you know, like energy. And I prefer men that don't have any hair on their chest. 
but are old <laughs> enough to mess around. That's all I'm saying. Very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> Preferably Asian. <laughs> oh, ew! <laughs> that sounds like a fetish, isn't it? <laughs> that is. That's like, yes. a, like a BTS thing. It's gotta oh, be, right? Oh, seriously. Well, uh, semi, but it's more, it's it's more a, women. It's a dollop no reference, men. I should say. That's a reference to and the tickled <laughs> episode of Doll. We need to stop objectifying men on this podcast. Specifically Asian. Specific Or... <laughs> see... Alec Baldwin had a very hairy chest and married to the mob. Guy. Yeah, that's true. John Travolta? I wish really? he'd he wear more pants. I, I think he shaved a lot, though. That's true. I think he, yeah. Yeah. Ah! Uh, uh. Nicholas Cage oh, no. used to be really hairy, too. Turn it off, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get broken in your eyes. I'm going to go back to Gary Oldman's <laughs> face now. That's fine. So yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is bad. It's a bad fucking movie. It hasn't. It hasn't uh, got. It hasn't aged well over thirty years. No. I know it's well remembered by a lot of people. It's not funny. You you can have that. Just don't um, don't be our friend. <laughs> you know. Don't. What does nineteen ninety three suck so bad? I, it just does. It's just so terrible. Like you, we watched the Academy Award movie. La- we watched the Academy Award movie last week, and it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. And now this. This is awful, too. I hate it. Like, the only thing that's good are parody movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the only good well, movies. Well, and, and then uh, <clears throat> anything with Kevin Klein in it, basically. I mean, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Dave's a great fucking Which, movie. I mean, at this Dave. point, would you say Dave wins the Academy Award if you are if you were voting? For me. Like, Dave would win the Academy Award yeah. for Best Picture. It's it's a lighthearted romp. It's got great acting. It's got a, a great story. So we're not going to be Rump talking about Schindler's word. List. We're, we're, we're this not, is not the show. We're You're not listening this far, you know it's not the show. This for is not, <laughs> yeah. If you want us to be erudite, <laughs> film critic-y, like, go to, go to Sean's stuff for that. But on this podcast, we are white trash talking about shitty movies from 1993 because we can't let go of the fact that we're not 15 anymore. That's what this podcast is. And Harry Men. And Harry Men. <laughs> And for some reason, poor MJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in the middle of it all. Just you are. Like, what is, is happening? You is didn't David deserve Tennant this. a hairy man? Uh, I think he does has he has some some hair on his chest. Yes, but it's not off putting. It's not oily looking. Because uh, our second I'm bring that up. Uh, our second part of the podcast today is not another 1993 movie. Uh, it's a new sequence that we're doing just to, for the series of Doctor Who episodes that are coming out because we're recording this on the day that the Star Beast dropped. Oh. And uh, we're going to talk about it. So if you want to if you don't want to listen to people talk about Doctor Who go away. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yep. Just go. You we're, only came here for for Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire anyway. sucks. It sucks. There you go. Uh, um, because at this point we're about to talk about something that was really fucking great. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I have strong feelings about about the Doctor Donna. Mm-hmm. Me it's too. Just, uh, she makes me very emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and seeing the Doctor Donna again was amazing. Amazing. And I thought I thought you know what yeah that this is the only way this can go. And then they found another way to go with it. And when it hit me what they were doing, you were out. <laughs> I, I looked at all three. It all was... three of us were s- just streaming tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Christ. Um. Do we get it? Do we want to go into spoilers? Um, oh, I don't I mean, know. By now, people who watched it or want to watch it will have watched it. I just went over. I went over to Tumblr, and there's already a ton of spoilers up. Oh yeah, there's so, there's gonna be like yeah. 
If you're on Tumblr, it's going to spoil it for you anyway. Yeah. So is it Beep the Meep? <laughs> meep. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. Yeah. Uh, the, the, is the, uh, arrives on Earth and uh, uh, is taken in by Rose, which is Donna's daughter. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I mean... Awesome. So... What a wonderful... What's what's the actress's name? Yasmin Finney. And where where did you see her first? I saw her on Heartstopper, and she is absolutely amazing. Yay! She's gorgeous. She's so cool. And I the fact that they gave her such an incredible part in this mm-hmm. is... I adore that and absolutely love every part of this. Yes. And I do oh think... Oh my God, it, I she's so cool. It's important to, to point out that this is... A young trans woman. Yes. And to be featured so prominently, so kindly, so respectfully. Yes. It, she is awesome. Ah. Just fucking awesome. Just well fucking done, Doctor Who. Hell yeah. Oh my god. I'm just I'm getting teary eyed just talking about it. It was it was lovely. Yeah. I mean it was just lovely. Just <sighs> the grace notes. Yeah. I mean, the toys. Oh. Give me a break. She oh. makes toys. Rose makes toys. And you know, the the secret of that is, and we're getting into spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so if you don't want I spoilers. I just came to this and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want spoilers, stop here. Stop yeah. here. Um, this is where the spoilers come in for Doctor Who. Yeah. The Star Beast. Yeah. Um, she, she's been making toys all this time based off of her the memories that she got from her mom when she was born. Right. Well, and we, to remind people, so the doctor had to take away Donna's, Dr. Donna Powers, because she could not live. One person couldn't. Couldn't handle all of that because she, she peered into the TARDIS, just like Rose did. But, yeah. You know? But two people can. But two people can. And so the reason why we get to, we, we still have lovely Donna Noble in, in our world is because she gave birth to this daughter who is just phenomenal and they're both amazing and you would you would rose is exactly the daughter that donna would have it's just perfect it's just it's it's so well written again i'm so happy as much as i i I love the writers of the past but russell t davies just knows what he's fucking doing and he does it with so much heart and and he he just he wants to like almost strangle you with heart you know it's just um so yeah that's we we get to keep donna in our world watching donna die though i i thought mm. I, I can't oh. i can't fucking handle this yeah no. like it, i mean that they basically so... made it like it was the only way that they could stop the the villain which is beef the meat yeah uh despite being completely adorable early on <laughs> I, we, I did call oh. that that was going to happen yeah yeah well and i i I think I did. I didn't. I tell you guys. I think yeah. I told you that. Yeah, because in, in but it was in the comics. Yeah, and it's just. But at the same time, I still want a plushie. Yes, because <laughs> of the, the first part of it is adorable, and I mean they weren't always evil. They got turned evil. Right. So there was an adorable version of them at one point. <laughs> exactly. And I want one of the adorable versions because those <laughs> things are freaking cute. They look at you and they're just like, and he was just like, I want a friend. I'm, will you be my friend? Oh, don't go to the toy. And then you're just like, God, that's like me talking to inanimate objects at my house. You know? It's like, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? And, and they don't answer you, so you're like, I guess they won't then. Um, <laughs> See, I just assume they will. Yeah. I'm just like, yay. Okay. <laughs> Optimist. <Yeah. pessimist>. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a rich inner dialogue, don't you? You do. This part, this scene... 
by the way, the TARDIS is fucking gorgeous. It's very clinical for looking. A little while. <laughs> for a little while. But it's this line that, that David Tennant, like he's he's actually he's fucking with the console and he's and he's talking to Don and he's like, I really do remember though, every second with you. I'm so glad you're back because it killed me, Donna. It killed me, it killed me, it killed me. That got me. Oh yeah. Cause that just you could just you could see the pain in his face, you know what I mean? Because that was like that that's like platonic soulmate. Absolutely. Best Absolutely. Yeah. And one of I think easily one of the best doctor companion duos of all yeah. time. Of all time. Donna's husband. <laughs> She's like <laughs> They're gonna go off in the TARDIS again for to go visit Wilf, which is like again another crying moment. Yeah. Yes. Because anytime I think of Wilf I wanna cry. I know, me too. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting in the TARDIS just like most men would be jealous of me getting into a box with another man he's like not yeah him. not him not him <laughs> <laughs> the look on the doctor's face is like well what? fuck you then <laughs> <laughs> like maybe maybe this maybe this isn't a great marriage then maybe not <laughs> I don't know I was worried. There's not a lo- not a good history for people who fall in love with Doctor Who companions. So I was worried about him first when the Doctor meets him imi- initially and has him drive him to the uh, site where an where an alien plane or an alien ship has crashed. I right. thought oh, he's going to yeah. get Donna's husband killed. He's gonna get him killed. <laughs> and, then- and then we're going to have David Tennant <laughs> crying again. And <laughs> going to have one of those moments. It happens there. Mickey, it happened. Not Mickey. It, it, he didn't die, did he? No. No, he, he ended up with Mark. Who was it? Uh, oh, uh, um, I can't remember his name now. He got turned into a Cyberman. <gasps> oh, Danny Pink. Danny Pink. That was Clara's. Yeah. yeah. Clara's <gasps> I hated yeah. that. That sucked and then for her. One, yeah. one of the biggest ones that got turned into a, a Cyberman was um, uh, Left. Lethbridge Stewart, so Kate's dad, who was originally the head of unit back in the in the old days of, of Doctor Who, and they that is one episode that made me fucking ball my eyes out because Kate's oh, yeah. coming like she drops to the ground and um, her dad, as Lethbridge Stewart, picks her up and and takes her to safety. So he you know just proof that the Cybermen, the whole technology, couldn't take over a brain that um, cared so much about the doctor and about saving the day and that kind of thing. And Danny Pink did the same thing because he, he fought, tried to fight that as much as he could. So, Which, oh yeah. Oh, you know, Cybermen are just, they're devastating. They, they are, are devastating to the entire thing because like, I mean, I, so I, I watched, I watched Torchwood and I absolutely adore Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's heartbreaking. I can't watch this, spe- this specific episode. Um, it's, the fourth episode in the first season, and um, it's called Cyberwoman. There's a character called Yanto Jones, mm-hmm. and uh, he, yeah, and he had a girlfriend that got turned into a Cyberwoman. Kept her in the basement. Kept her in the basement of Torchwood, and then had to watch as his team shot her and <gasps> oh, destroyed her yeah. because she could not be saved. She was too far gone. And it's like, it, it literally, those Cybermen have torn so many families apart. Yeah, yeah. It's horrifying. Like, it's not like the, um, uh, the Daleks that just kill people. They literally turn them into mm-hmm. machines mm-hmm. and force you to kill your own loved ones. Like, that is a whole nother level of cruelty and torture. Well, and I, I think about that especially, and then I think of, um, 
when we first meet Clara as Oswin, remember oh. it's it's Doctor and Amy and Rory, and they're out there, and they're and and then we realize at the end that Oswin's actually a fucking Dalek, yes. and she doesn't even realize it. That breaks my heart. I, She's that just episode. trying to make souffles mm-hmm. in her kitchen, and exactly. And then the, then as as it as it her as when she's like saying no, her voice keeps changing. It changes finally into the full Dalek noise, and Matt Smith as the Doctor. Oh God, that. Matt Smith does the best heartbreaking face, though. I mean, he's he's just one of those. He's one of my favorites. But like, oh yeah, he, just looking at the Dalek and just like, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like teary eyed and shit. So many. Well, that's the thing about Doctor <clears throat> Who is that it's it's so emotionally driven. You have to have the right writers to do it, and you have to. And you know, these people are just like, it's so woke now. No fucker, it was always woke. It always has been. Go yeah. back and watch Tom Baker. Go back and watch Pertwee. Could you say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go, you know, but I mean, this show has always been so important because it, it cares about everyone. It'll 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 touch everyone's life in some way. Um, yeah. uh, that's that's why it's like for this particular like we were so excited to turn it on i'm so glad it turned out the way that it did it was literally perfect yes yes it was exactly what i wanted to see and i've never seen something that i like literally looked like it went into my brain and yeah. just picked out what i wanted to know <laughs> this, then this one's it. for mj <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like it felt like okay we're just gonna make it everything that would make MJ. Everybody happy, yes. yes. And it's like, ah! <laughs> I just want to scream about it. They did. They, they ticked every box. Yeah. And 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 but but not in such a way that would almost be annoying. Like that would be kind of gratingly irritating. It it had all the adventure of an old uh, RTD made Doctor Who episode. Um, David Tennant is is a gift from God. Um, I'm sorry. I, there's nothing he can do that I will hate ever. Ever. Yeah. By the way, that's also a, a mention to please go watch Good Omens, yes. season one and two. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, but this this has him right back in his prime. Like like he he never left the role. It's just I, I don't think I don't know if there's any other person that could do this, that could pick up the mantle the way he did and run with it right back in like like he hadn't left, you know? So somebody up here, Slutty Patrick Starr on Tumblr <laughs> says, uh the TARDIS making a coffee machine and then proceeding to have a meltdown over spilled coffee is so funny. Girl, you did not think this one through. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. That's a spoiler, by the way, too. So Yeah, that beautiful TARDIS. It's gone. It's already, already on fire. <laughs> That's also very Doctor Who. Like, oh, here's something beautiful. Nope. Nope. It's very Doctor Donna, though, too, isn't yeah. it? It's like very much, that. yeah, that would happen to them. I mean, they're the ones like, who... she's so brilliant now. Yeah. But, or she was so brilliant when she's Dr. Donna, but she still <laughs> will spill coffee on the console. Well, it's, it, isn't it weird? Like, there's a lot of fire where she goes. Consider the fact that they went to, what, was it Pompeii? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. they're foreshadowing she's going to die in a fire. I know! Oh, God. Like, I swear to God, there's... Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was just symbolizing her fiery personality. <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Excellent episode. Cannot fucking wait for the next one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where it's going to go. Um, I, I, I have a feeling I know, but at the same time, they've been so beautifully cryptic about it. 
Um, is Rose coming back? I don't think so. I think this oh. was the only one. I know, I know. Um, That's heartbreaking. Uh, I want more of that. Doctor Who, 60th anniversary. So it's just a one-time character? Well, I mean... Look, if we, if we see, you know, I I, I don't was think really so. Hoping that when um that when the TARDIS started like disappearing, that she was gonna burst through the door. <laughs> yeah, right? I really wanted it to be like a Jack holding onto the side kind of situation, <laughs> where he's just like, yes, yes, something like. All right, so the Star Beast that pre that premiered today. We've got the Wild Blue Wild Blue Yonder on December second, and then we have the Giggle, which freaks me out already oh, and that's boy. december 9th that so, sounds terrifying yep so it's every saturday consecutive saturday so yes you are coming down next saturday for that so <laughs> this is now a saturday podcast it's a saturday podcast <laughs> and about we don't doctor care who. about doctor who <laughs> we changed because things got amazing because so fuck mrs it. doubtfire that's that's why that's why oh i hate mrs doubtfire so much yeah i'm it's not so gonna i'm not gonna miss it no, you know, get rid of it. I, yeah, burn, burn it, it with fire. fire. Burn yeah. it with fire, indeed. Uh, watch Robin Williams stand up. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Absolutely. Don't, don't bother with his movies because he makes terrible movies. He made a lot of really bad movies. Watch The Fisher King though, because that's my favorite movie. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Watch that. Do that one. Yeah. Don't watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Don't watch Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's not worth it. Burn it with fire. And don't watch the documentary that they're making. Please don't. <laughs> it's fifty hours. Fifty <laughs> hours. <laughs> I want nothing to do could with that. Could you imagine trying nope. to work with him? Like, I love Robin, but, yeah. like, could you imagine having to, like, you're trying to do your job, and just somebody keeps fucking doing shtick for constant, endless number of hours? <laughs> it's like, we could have been done three hours ago. We, guys, I, I have a family. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go home at some point. Shazbot! <laughs> ah, shit! <laughs> he ruined another fucking take. Oh, here we go. 50 more hours. Oh, <laughs> Robin, don't you want to go home? <laughs> Do I want to go home? I don't know. <laughs> Some dumb voice he does. I don't know. He goes into Dorothy for Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. <laughs> Fuck you. You would. I love you, you Robin, but and, and we miss you, but... Yeah. Yeah, this movie can fuck right off. He means a lot to me, like, a, yeah. a, from, a, from my childhood. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's okay to... It, it does, it's not a condemnation of him as a person. Mm -mm. Uh, you can, Everybody has multiple... Everyone contains multitudes. And just his multitude was not at the multiplex. That's true. Oh, well said. <laughs> Put that in your fucking review, <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. God. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> Who is the sponsor of this podcast? Uh, the sponsor of this podcast is Fiero. Pontiac Fiero. Why does it smell like that in here? <laughs> so you always say any time you get into a Fiero. Why does it smell like that? <laughs> you know, one day they really will sponsor us. I'm holding out for that. I want to see that happen. That would be great. It's like, guys, we don't even make Fieros anymore, but we'll we'll sponsor you. <laughs> It's fine, but we're only going to talk about the Fiero. I'm not fucking <laughs> Pontiac. That's all we're talking about. So, yeah. All well, right. What would you like to do next week? What, what are our choices? Uh, let's see. There's a horror film called Man's Best Friend. Hate that already. Uh, there is uh, Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit. Uh, that sounds confusing. I've got 
constipation. Oh, well, it gets worse. No. Oh, no. Wayne's World 2. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, I never want to see Mike Myers again in my life. No. After, after that So I Married an Axe Murderer bullshit. Oh, God. Yeah, but Wayne's World was still funny, though. But Wayne's World 2 sucks. Oh, it was so bad. You can watch Josh and Sam. What's that? You remember Josh and Sam? I feel like me saying, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do, not, <laughs> why do you not remember Josh and Sam? Yeah, I don't understand. That really popular movie what? from 1993, Josh and Sam. Josh and Sam. It's a, it's a, it's it's a well-known, a uh, beloved, you know, 1993 film. By who? <laughs> After their parents divorce, 12-year-old Josh and 7-year-old Sam decide to go on an underage road trip. Sick of being terrified between, or being ferried between their distant mother and remarried father, Josh and his brother steal a car and set out for Canada. The runaway's journey gets more interesting when they pick up a drifter named Allison, played by Martha Plimpton. More bizarre yet, Josh has convinced his little brother that he's str a strategically altered mutant. We're doing that one. <laughs> We're doing that one. What was... I, I heard a name that I recognized. Martha Plimpton, who you love... Raising Hope. Yes, yes, I thought that was her. She's yeah. awesome. I love Jake her. Jake Gyllenhaal is in this movie. I, I believe it. He's got to be one of the kids, right? No, he's not. He's just a little dickhead <laughs> in the movie. He's in, he's in the movie. He's not. He's not. He's not so. Josh nor Sam. He is neither Josh nor Sam. Who is Josh and Sam played by? Oh, I don't recognize their names at all. Well, that's uh, great. <laughs> someone named Noah Fleiss and a gentleman named Jacob Tierney. Jacob Tierney sounds familiar, though. That sounds vaguely familiar. I'm about to bring that up. Directed by Billy Weber. The Billy Weber. When you say the, <laughs> should I know who that is? Should I? Maybe you should. I don't. I don't fucking know that. How about he's the director of Murder at 1600? <laughs> we hated that movie, didn't we? You and I saw that in the fucking theater. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a murder at the president's house, you see. <laughs> we hated it. It had to be investigated by Wesley Snipes. Oh, God! That's why you need to see it! <laughs> to see if you can forget it. I remember it. Wesley Boiling Snipes. Points. Yeah. But you don't, I yeah. remember the first five minutes, or the <laughs> when they walked into that weird hotel room, and then it just goes blank. Yeah, yeah. I think we all blacked out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jacob Tierney, Letter Kenny. That's what he's from. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we well, let's do that one. I don't know what Letterkenny is. It's a comedy is show. It funny? Yeah, it's damn funny. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of that. Oh, maybe Ian watches it's, it. It's really I think funny. Ian does. Canadian. Uh, Amy has actually updated the I Hate Critics Facebook page once or twice. Once or twice, but I forgot my password, so I can't change the name yet. So you I have to. You forgot your password? Yeah, but I'm not going to still get in there right now. I'm just going to have to change it. That's all. <laughs> I just need to get permission to do that first because I know that if I do that, they're going to have me change my password to my other Facebook account, which is private because it's for porn. <laughs> I didn't have to say that last part. I, I didn't have to, but I did. All I heard was porn. I'm very confused. I am very transparent. Why are on you this always podcast. listening for the word porn? Porn. Yeah, you just dip out. And you're like, <laughs> it's porn? <laughs> strange word to hear right now. That's true. So I'm like, I'm That's looking valid. for strange words. <laughs> That's valid. Most of the words you say are strange. No, not listening to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I listen to my aunt when she what? says porn. <laughs> All right, look, I gotta go to work. 
Guys, check us out next week.